Alhamdulillah Hamdan kathiran Tayyiban mubarakan Fih Kama yuhibbu rabbuna wa yarubba Ashadu an la ilaha illallah Wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan Abduhu wa rasuluh Al-Nasihul Amin Allahumma salli ala nabiyina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Wa man tamasaka bi sunnatihi ila yawmiddin Thumma amma ba'd Ya'ibadullah O servants of Allah Alhamdulillah ala ni'matil islami wa sunnah All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah. An Ibn Mas'ud, Ramdiyallahu Ta'ala Anhu, Qal, Qal Rasulullah Sallallahu Alayhi Wasallam, La yadukhulul jannata man kana fi qalbihi mithqalu dharratin min kibir. The Prophet Sallallahu Alayhi Wasallam, he said, as narrated on the authority of Ibn Mas'ud, Ramdiyallahu Ta'ala Anhu, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that no one will enter into Jannah who has in their heart the Adam's weight worth of kibir, of arrogance. An Adam's weight worth of arrogance. Naam. فَقَالَ الرَّجُلٌ So a man, he said, إِنَّ الرَّجُلَ يُحِبُّ أَنْ يَكُونَ ثَوْبُهُ حَسَنًا so a man, upon hearing this, one of the companions, they said, O Messenger of Allah, verily a man, they will like that their thawb is nice, and that their sandals are nice. فَقَالَ sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ جَمِيلٌ يُحِبُّ الْجَمَالِ that verily Allah is the most handsome and He loves beauty. Al Kibru, meaning that this is not what is arrogant. And then the Prophet ﷺ, he explained to him, he said, Al Kibru, Batur al wa nas. He said, rather, arrogance is to reject the truth and to look down upon the people. That arrogance is to reject the truth and to look down upon the people. This hadith is, is a hadith that is tremendous. The Fundulita Shaykh Al Alama, Sheikh Abdurrahman bin Nasir Al Sa'di, he mentioned that in this narration we find that وَقَدْ أَخْبَرَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala أَنَّ النَّارِ Methwa al That Allah Ta'ala He has informed us inside of His book As it has come inside of this narration as well That the fire is the abode for those who are arrogant That those who are arrogant Then the fire it is for them And inside of this hadith That that in this hadith we find the statement of the Prophet ﷺ that no one will enter into the Jannah that has inside of their heart the like of an Adam's weight worth of arrogance. Naam. فَدَلَّ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ الْكِبْرِ 
mujibun nar. So we find that arrogance, this hadith, it points us to the fact that arrogance, then this is from those things that will necessitate a person entering into the fire. These are from those causes and from those means by way in which people will enter into the hellfire. And is that which will be a, a hindrance and preventative factor from an individual entering into the Jannah. What? Al-Kibr. وَبِهَذَا التَّفْسِيرُ الْجَامِعِ أَلَّذِي ذَكَرَهُ النَّبِي صلى الله عليه وسلم يَتَّضِحُ هَذَا الْمَعْنَى he said inside of this, we find that the Prophet ﷺ, he gave a very concise definition. He gave a concise definition of which it, it, it makes it abundantly clear to the epitome of what it is clear. And that, and that verily, he described to us what is kibr, what is kibr. And he told us that it is of two types, of two different types, of two different levels. And those types and of those levels is that it is to one, reject the truth and to look down upon the people. To reject the truth and to look down upon the people. So he made kibr into two different categories. Two different categories. Arrogance from the truth. And it is to reject it to reject it and not to accept it. This is what is arrogance from this standpoint. That an individual, he rejects the truth or that she rejects the truth. So whoever regret, who rejects the truth, then this is an individual who is arrogant as relates to it. Whoever rejects the truth, when the truth comes to them, then this individual, then they are arrogant as relates to this particular truth. As relation and in accordance to that which they have rejected from the truth. So the arrogance, it will be in, in accordance to that which they have rejected. If they rejected a little, then their arrogance will be a little. If they rejected a medium size, then their arrogance will be a medium size. If they rejected a lot, then their arrogance will be a lot, so on and so forth. So their arrogance, it will be in accordance to that in which they have rejected from the truth. وَذَلِكَ أَنَّهُ فُرِضَ عَلَى الْعِبَادِ أَنْ يَخْضَعُوا لِلْحَقِّ أَلَّذِي أَرْسَلَ بِهِ الرُّسُلَ Is that an individual it, what is wajib upon the slaves is that they accept the truth that Allah has sent His messengers with. That they accept the truth that Allah has sent His messengers with. And they accept the truth in which Allah Ta'ala has revealed His books for it. That they accept the truth that is inside of it. So the rejection of the truth, the rejection of that which has come on by way of the messengers, then this is arrogance. To reject the truth that is found in the divinely revealed books, then this is arrogance. And those who they reject the truth in totality on that which has come upon the messengers, then these are the individuals who are the disbelievers and they shall be in the hellfire forever. Those who reject the truth in totality, 
then they will be in the hellfire forever because these are the disbelievers. Because it has come to them the truth upon the hands of the messengers. That truth that has been assisted with clear signs, has been assisted with miracles, so on and so forth, showing them that this is the hap, that this is a messenger in truth. They're calling them to that which is true, a messenger that has been sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but they reject the signs, they reject the miracles, they reject the truth in which that they have come with, so on and so forth. The al kibr. And they have established, they have established arrogance. They have established arrogance. The arrogance has been established inside of their hearts and thus they reject it. They reject the truth that the messengers they have come with. Allah Ta'ala, He says, in fi sudurihim illa kibrun mahum bibaligi. That verily, those who they argue, they debate with, they contend with these, the, the signs of Allah without any type of authority in which has come to them, then verily inside of their hearts is arrogance. Inside of their hearts is an arrogance that they have no right for. An arrogance that, yani, uh, is, 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 is inappropriate. It's inappropriate. Why? Because they have not reached any type of level that necessitates and justifies them being arrogant. Because they are lowly. They are nothing. They are impoverished unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So how can such a one, how can such an impoverished individual be arrogant? How can such an impoverished individual reject the truth that has come from their Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala? وَأَمَّا الْمُسْتَكْبِرُونَ عَنِ الْإِنْقِيَاضِ بَعْضِ الْحَقِّ But as relates to those who they are arrogant and they leave all being compliant to some of the truth الَّذِي يُخَالِفُ رَأْيَهُمْ That which goes against their desires وَهَوَاهُمْ Goes against their opinion and against their desires فَهُمْ إِنْ لَمْ يَكُونُ كُفَارًا Even though they are not disbelievers فَإِنَّ مَعَهُ مِنْ مُوجِبَاتِ الْعِقَابِ then verily they will have with them that which will necessitate them being punished to the extent of whatever they have with them from arrogance. Naam? So in either way that you look at it, it is that which is not acceptable. For the individual who wants to save themselves from being punished, whether that punishment is forever or temporary, from an individual who wants to save themselves from being punished, then they have to get rid of all traces, all signs, everything from kibr, because verily it is this kibr, verily it is this arrogance that makes them unwilling to comply to the truth. It is this arrogance that hinders them from being compliant to the truth when the truth it comes unto them. Ya ibadullah, it is a must and it is incumbent that our goal, that our aim, that our objective is to be in compliance to that which is right. That has to be our aim. That has to be our goal. That has to be our objection. That has to be our objective. That we comply to the truth, whatever the truth it may be. That we are in compliance to that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed. That we are compliant to that which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he has come with. This has to be our goal. This has to be our objective. This has to be our aim. This 
is what it is. It is not about whoever hand it may be upon. It is not about being compliant with this group or that group and so on and so forth. But no, but rather it is about being compliant to the truth. Wherever we may find the truth, you will find the truth upon the hands of the believers, upon the hands of the Muslims, so on and so forth. So I don't want anyone to understand or to think that what is intended by us is that it is possible that the truth as relates to Allah's deen can come from a kafir. No, the truth that is in compliance to the deen of Allah, it is inside of Allah's book. It is inside of the sunnah of his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is inside of the way of the sahaba, those who they establish the teachings of the Qur'an and the sunnah exactly as they were to be established. Those who they hit the mark when it came to doing that which is right. Those who they were upon the guidance. Those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says he is pleased with them. Those who the Prophet sallallahu he said they are the best of mankind. This is the haq that we're speaking about. This is the truth that we're speaking about. We have to be in compliance with the truth as it has come inside of the book, as it has come inside of the sunnah, as it has come upon the way of the self of this ummah. This is what it means to be compliant to the truth. And that truth, you will find it only upon the hands of the Muslims. That truth, you will find it only upon the hands of the Muslims, those who are upon the sunnah of Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, those who are upon the way of the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa radiyallahu ta'ala anhum. This is the haqq. So therefore, it is incumbent upon every Muslim that regardless of whatever madhab they may have from the madhahib al-arba' whatever madhab they may have from the four madhahib whether they be Hanafi or they be Maliki or they be Shafi'i or they be Hanbali that they comply to the truth when the truth it comes. Why? Because all of these Imams all of these four Imams and they are from the great Imams of the Deen they are from those who the Muslims they have no dispute as relates to their superiority they are those who the Muslims have no dispute as relates to their level of knowledge those who they were human beings so they were given to error and they were given to being correct so when they were wrong when they made a mistake they have an excuse. Why? Because their aim, their objective was to be right. But because no human being is perfect, no one is going to be right all the time. Sometimes they're going to be wrong. Sometimes they're going to come up short, even though they was trying to be right. So they have an excuse. And for them is one reward. Because for the mushtahid, when he makes a mistake, then they get a reward. Why? Because they were trying to do what was right. They were trying to find what is right. And when they hit the mark, they get two rewards. They get two reward for trying to do what was right and put it of the effort to do what is right. So they get two rewards. So they are excused. But when it has been made clear that they were in contradiction to a hadith of the Prophet then we have to respectfully take their statement and we place it to the side and we, hang, we hold on to the hadith of the Prophet and this is what every single one of them told us. This is what every single one of them from the imma you will find from the statement saying that when you find a hadith that's my sunnah. If what I say goes against the hadith, take what I say and throw it against the wall. Stick to the sunnah. Take from where we took from. Don't take from us, but take from where we took from. So on and so forth. All of them calling us to what? To cling to the text. To cling to the text of the book in the sunnah. Not to cling to them. Not to cling to personalities. Not to cling to individuals who might be right, might be wrong. But to cling to the text of the book in the sunnah. That is where we find our guidance to understand that text based upon how 
the companions understood the text because their understanding of the text is the proper understanding of the text. Their understanding of the text is the right understanding of the text. This is how we hold on to the text. This is what they were trying to do. This is what they called us to do. This is the way of Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah. So regardless of the madhab, it's okay, it's fine. When you find the truth, you have to cling to it. And that truth, sometimes it will come to you from the statement of the madhab. And sometimes it will come to you by a statement that is not popular in the madhab. Or it may come to you by a statement from another one for the madhab. Why? Because they all were taken from the book. All were taken from the sunnah. All upon the understanding of the salaf of this ummah. So we follow what is right when we find what is right. And we don't reject what is right because of Sheikh so-and-so, Imam such-and-such, so-on-and-so-forth. And if this is the case as it relates to these four great scholars, then what about scholars less than them who came after them? What about the scholars as exist in our time right now? There is never a justification to blind follow anyone inside of this deen except for who? Muhammad Why? Because when we follow him, that's not blind following. That is following. Because the statement of the Prophet ﷺ, it is the haq. If the Prophet ﷺ said it, it is true. هذا أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولجميع المسلمين فاستغفروا فإنه هو الغفور الرحيم. بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وبعد يا عباد الله. So the first part of what it means to be arrogant is to reject the truth. The truth that comes, you reject it. Because a person, they want to do what they want to do. They want to be compliant to their group, to their party, so on and so forth. Now, this is not acceptable in any which way, shape, and form. But we have to always put the statement of Allah and the statement of the Prophet ﷺ in front of the statement of everybody. Now, we put the statement of Allah and the statement of the Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in front of the statement of everyone. Period. Naam. The other part of arrogance, ya ibadullah, it is looking down upon others. And this is something that is very, very important that we understand. Especially individuals, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase every one of you. Individuals who have a concern for their religion. Individuals who want to be religious. Who want to be righteous. Who want to do what's right. It is incumbent that we are very cognitive of this reality. Is that the way in which shaitan, from the ways we should say, in which the shaitan, he tricks people who want to do what's right, is by convincing them that they are better than others. The way, one of the tricks of shaitan, how he deceives people who want to do what's right is by convincing them that they are better than others and convincing them that they are so amazing so as such they become amazed with themselves Ma'am, they become amazed with themselves that's shaitan's trick and i want us all to understand that very very well the shaykh he mentions and as, as relates to arrogance against the creation, then this is to look down upon them, to despise them, 
to, de to deem them as being less than, to deem oneself as being greater than, more holier than, so on and so forth. The Shaykh he mentions, he says, He said that this emanates from an individual being amazed with themselves. An individual being amazed with themselves. Yeah, subhanAllah. How often do we find individuals like this? Those who are righteous, those who will leave out and they speak bad about others. Ah, oh, them people is off of it. Look at them jokers, man. They, they, they out to lunch. So on and so forth. Yeah, subhanAllah. They may not be in compliance with that which is true. But to speak about them as if they are individuals who they are obstinately going against the truth. Yeah, subhanAllah. Can an individual truly say that? About about everyone who the likes of these general and blanketed statements are launched against? Is it not possible that there are from them those who are ignorant about the truth today? Just like yesterday, you were ignorant about the truth? You didn't know about the truth? Or if not yesterday, the, the week before, or the month before, or the year before, or the decade before, so on and so forth. If we go back, each and every one of us, there was a time that there were things that we know now that we don't know. That we didn't know. Stuff we know now, we didn't know then. We was what? We was off of it then? Allah Ta'ala, He guided us. There are things that we don't know right now. That with Allah Ta'ala, we will, we will learn later. Naam? So the point is that what? To come at people with such an arrogant way, this is not from the way of the believers. But the way of the believers is to have compassion for their brother. The way of the believers is to have compassion for their sister. So if you see that individuals are not in compliance with that which is correct, is it the right course of action to look down upon them? Is it the right course of action to speak down upon them? Is it the right course of action to scold them and to mock them? So on and so forth? No. Is that an individual who shows concern, who has compassion for their brothers and their sisters who are obviously doing something that is wrong that more than likely they don't know that what they're doing is wrong is that we just make fun of them and then we leave them to be upon what they're upon but we don't try to help them that's like making fun of someone who has fallen into a hole has fallen into a rut they're in a bad situation but they don't realize it we make fun of them as we walk by the hole and leave, we leave them down there in it we make fun of them while they're eating contaminated food and we don't say nothing. We say, oh, look at them fools eating the contaminated food and we don't say anything. We look at them while they're drinking contaminated water and we don't bring to their attention that water is contaminated, that food is contaminated. No, listen, let me give you some good food. Let me give you some good water. You see? This is the case as it relates to our stomachs, right? So when it comes to an individual being upon guidance, we don't see the same thing. An individual's taken from sources some some sunnah, some bid'ah, so on and so some yani, to the end of it, some sunnah, some innovation, and, and that. You don't want to bring to them a pure source? You don't bring to them a pure source? No, no, brother, not that. This one here, look. Sunnah here, in compliance to the book and the sunnah. No, no, brother, I know you want to do what the Prophet ﷺ did, but the Prophet ﷺ did not do this thing right here. This is bid'ah. You don't want to do that. Do you think people do bid'ah because they know it's bid'ah? They do bid'ah because they think it's right. That's why shaitan, he loves it more than sin. Because a person that's bid'ah, he doesn't believe it's wrong. So he's never going to make tawbah from it. They think they're getting close to Allah by way of it. So who's going to be the one to point out to them, no, that is wrong. This is what is right. I know you want to be like the Prophet but this is what he did. He did not do that in a clear, unambiguous form, in a way, with gentleness, so, so that they have no excuse to reject what you're saying. Because the reality of it is, is that even if you call people to that which is good, if you do it in such a nasty manner that turns them off, they're not going to answer your call. 
They're not going to answer your call. If your call is, 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 is the epitome of that which is condescending, rude, insulting, abusive, so on and so forth. Why would they answer your call? It is incumbent that we have compassion upon each other. We don't look down upon each other. We don't look at ourselves as if we just, we just, we just, we just. It's not over. Allah Ta'ala knows best what we will die upon. Allah Ta'ala knows best what they will die upon. So now what? Now who is who? Now who are we? Allahu Musta'an. Does anyone of us know that their deeds are being accepted? That their deeds will be accepted? So who are we to look down upon anyone? The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentioned, he said, He says, He says is that it is enough for an individual from evil to look down upon his Muslim brother. That's enough from evil to look down upon his Muslim brother. Or that she looked down upon her Muslim sister. That's enough from evil. When are we going to understand the likes of these words of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? When are we going to understand the likes of this so that we strive to give to the people that which is good and to warn them from that which is evil, warn them from that which is harmful, out of what? Out of love. Out of love. Not because we deem ourselves better, not because we deem them worse, not because, oh, we're just so guided and they're just so lost. No. Because if that's the way you're thinking, you're not as guided as you think you are. If that's the way you're thinking, you're not who you think you are. This is from the tricks of shaitan. Because from the biggest ways to nullify what you're doing, from the biggest ways to get you in trouble, it's to convince you that you're so much better that you look down upon others. Because that's what? That's that arrogance that necessitates you being punished. You see the tricks of shaitan? Don't fall victim to the trick of shaitan. Ya ibadullah. It is a must that we accept the truth. We do not look down upon others. It is a must that we pay attention to the beauty of our outside, like the beauty of our clothes and the beauty of our shoes and the beauty of our cleanliness and so on and so forth. All of this is good. Naam. But also what? That we take care of the beauty of our inside, of our akhlaq of our character, the the, 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 the the pureness of our hearts, so on and so forth. The same way that we wash our clothes, then we you have to wash your heart. You wash your heart with the dhikr, you wash your heart with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You wash your heart with what? With with with, with ibadah, with worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is a must, ya ibadullah, that we take care of the cleanliness on the inside, like we take care of the cleanliness on the outside, that we accept the truth and we do not look down upon others. Hada fa aqimus salat.